when you create yourself, you have to make a choice either to destroy the person that you've created to be who you really are and take a chance at being loved or hated, or you have to grip hold onto this character that you've created for the rest of your life and die being that person, never truly living authentically. Welcome back, everyone, to the Modern Masculinity Podcast, a space designed to help redefine what it means to be a man in the modern era. Our hope with this podcast is to support men on their journey towards becoming the best possible version of themselves by providing insight, support, perspective, but most importantly, a safe space to live authentically with a community of conscious kings. Every week, we will take a deep dive into topics such as toxic masculinity, men's mental health, personal relationships, conscious leadership, and powerful guest appearances. Men, we see you, we hear you, and we are standing tall beside you every single day in the arena of misunderstood masculinity. Let's get into today's episode. What's going on, Modern Masculinity family? Welcome back to another episode. It's your boy, CK. And it's your boy, Anwar Ahmed, aka Squared. Ooh, a little high pitch there. And today, we're going to talk about a common idiom that was uh, birthed in this world and the idiom is fake it until you make it we're gonna break it down we're gonna chat about it but before we do that you know what time it is Moochek. hey yo coach kyle how you feeling today my guy i feel good i feel fantastic i got a great sleep great 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 sleep i woke up had a nice little coffee moment uh, i'm moving and so i just really was enjoying the water by my house this morning, really taking in the sun. We got some nice weather right now too. It's nice. Yeah. Doug Ford, watch out, man. I told you, this is this is your demise, baby. Trinity Bellwoods yeah. is... It's not a stay-at-home order at Bellwoods, no. I'm telling you. It is not, but you have to stay in your pre-drawn circle. You see that? Those pre-drawn circles, yeah. like last year? Yeah, that's which, back. Which like what the irony in that in itself. Like <laughs> stay in this circle or stay home. Whichever 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 one makes you feel better. Like is it stay at home or are we okay to sit in these circles? I don't know, man. Very confusing. But apparently it's only for people from condos. That's what the article said. For people who live in condos, they don't have backyards. This is their backyard. So what, what, people who have houses can't go out for walks now? Like I don't know where we at. It's a nice backyard, Bellwoods. <laughs> uh yeah, anyways, I feel good. I feel really excited to record today and have the conversations we're going to have and honestly it's been it's been a good week it's been a really good week a lot of good movement on my end so i feel fantastic how are you i'm doing great i'm doing great ramadan is over people i am back to drinking water in the middle of the day it's a great feeling i got my water bottle here Um, i'm hydrated i feel good um it was a great month um it was a nice little um, you saying, you know, talking about sleep and stuff like that, that, you know, during the Ramadan, I felt like I was getting some really good sleep and I couldn't really figure out, you know, why I was sleeping well and I'm not eating well and, you know, I'm not drinking well. I'm trying my best to kind of maintain nutrition and, and water during my fast. But I think the big caveat was, um, no caffeine, you know, mm. the whole month off of caffeine. I think my body was just like, I was, I've been in, you know, a, a very good, like, um, r- circadian rhythm in terms of like going to bed on time and waking up at a certain time and no caffeine. So there's nothing, you know, keeping me perked up or keeping me awake or keeping me alert. Um, and so I was getting really good sleeps and I feel good. Like, I feel like the sleep is, you know, paying off and doing well. Um, but yeah, I feel good. 
I love that. Yeah, and from what I remember us talking about, you're done with caffeine for the foreseeable future. Uh, or at least done like coffee. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. Um, you know, complete statements. Um, <laughs> gotcha. I'm not. You know, I will. I love coffee. I'm a coffee guy. I love coffee. Um, I just think that uh, I'm. I'm experiment. I'm experimenting right now to see what you know life without caffeine is like, and see you know how I like that version of myself. So, um, I often like to experiment with different versions of myself and see if I like one more than the other. Do I like Anor with coffee or do I like Anor without coffee? We'll see. We'll find mm. out. Um, and whichever one serves me better, whichever one helps me be the best version of myself, I'm a rock with. And that's the one I'll maintain. Love it might be more so I have, maybe coffee will be one of those things where I don't use coffee to get through my day. I don't use it to get through a certain level of work. But if it's a Saturday night and I'm going to hang out with the boys at the park and there's no reason for me to have to be like mentally thinking about anything, I'm relaxed, then maybe I'll have a cup of coffee because it'll like maybe enhance my mood and give me a little bit. Ultimately, caffeine is a drug, right? Coffee is a drug. All these things are drugs. Like they make you feel things, they make you do things. So you just got to make sure that you're in line with, you know, how you're feeling and what you want to feel. Um, and sometimes it takes a little bit more research to figure out that relationship. Mm, love that. Yeah. And I have a very, pretty long history with caffeine. So it's very enjoyable to hear someone who's making that shift to get away from the pretty heavy impacts that caffeine can have. And it's so common. It's mm-hmm. such a common thing that we go through. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. For sure. So as we mentioned at the beginning of it all, we're gonna talk about the concept of fake it until you make it. I know I've heard this many times in my life. I always felt like it was a little off Kindle. I never really resonated with it. I think it was more just based on the fact that it starts with fake and I never wanted to be fake, but I know there's a lot of power for a lot of people with this specific statement. And I don't necessarily think it's untrue, but I'm really excited to unpackage it with you. So we've talked a lot about it already because we needed to prepare. When you hear the term fake it till you make it, what comes up for you? How do you, how does it land for you? Does, has it ever come across your space? I just hit you with five questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to you hitting me with five questions. I think um, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, man. Like you, you think about it and it's, it's, it feels right and it feels wrong, mm. right? It feels like it's in between. Um, I want to actually start by saying, and it's also very prominent in the men's space. Like a woman has never told me to fake it till I make it, ever. A female's never come up to me and been like, uh, hey, that thing that you're going through, you should fake it till you make it. Very it's never true. been rhetoric that I've ever heard from a female in my world, at least. It's always a male that's saying this to me, right? Um, and it's, it's very popular in the business world and it's very popular among men, this saying. And that's why I thought it was very interesting to talk about because um, there is a lot of truth in what the expression offers, but then there's a lot of backlash or what I would say um, side effects mm-hmm. to the expression. Um, I think that on its face, what it's trying to say is that if you haven't done the thing yet, you need to embody a level of confidence and a level of actionable, like, like, like you need to embrace the challenge and step into it and act as if you can do it. You know, and then hopefully, you know, in that act of commitment, you can figure it out along the way. And then hopefully at the end, you can be like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm not faking it. I actually did it. Mm. Um, now, the backlash is, is that you're, you're out of alignment when you're faking something. Right. And when you fake something, immediately pressure hits. You immediately feel like, oh, shit, I said that I'm going to do something. Now I have to do it, but I don't know how to do it. And that pressure, if not thought out can be crippling. It can be quite um, intense. 
Um, and it can, it can bleed into some other things like, you know, imposter syndrome, anxiety, stress. And for me, sometimes the times where I embodied that, I found, I found myself in those spaces. I found myself in a space of like, damn, I don't feel like I feel like I'm lying. And I don't feel like, and now there's an expectation that I can do this thing. And, and that's when you faked it. You, you embodied the fake it till you exactly. make it idea. Yeah, this okay. is what happens. This is the, the aftermath, right? Mm. You say, that's a good saying. Yeah, I'm going to fake it till I make it. And then you go into it. And then when you get in it, into it, and for me, it was like, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety. I'm feeling like a lot of imposter syndrome. And I'm feeling a lot of stress from the pressure of like trying to act as if I know what I'm doing when I don't. And having these people look at you and think, you said you're going to do what you did, right? Mm. And, and in your head, you're like, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. It's kind of like that duck metaphor, right? Where on the surface, the duck looks calm, cool, and collective. And underneath, you're straight wild. Your mind is losing it. The legs are kicking. You're like, but to the people, you're like, hey, have you heard that analogy before? No. So think of a duck above water. You just shook my world. Yeah. A duck above water looks very calm, very cool, very collective. That's what the fake it till you make it persona is. Underneath, legs are moving. Like duck is kicking. It's in, it's in, it's working, right? Mm. And that, that duality is kind of how fake it till you make it looks to me. And there is a calm about that. There is a calm about being able to look at someone and know that you're going to work. Because to me, the legs kicking underneath could be done behind closed doors. That's the work ethic, right? It's like on, on the surface, I said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And you think I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And then I go and I work my tail off to make sure I execute. Mm. And that's why I think it's powerful. Because in the business world, the business world is not based on deliverables. Right? Business and life there's parallels, but they're not the exact same. Mm-hmm. You can't take one expression that works in one camp and then pull it into another. No, and especially not this one. Especially not this one. And that's kind of just like my, you know, overall kind of feeling on it. So you're heavy in the business world. Fair to yes. say. So I am not by any means. So I think we definitely have a bit of a differentiating perspective, but I would love to hear about that example you said when you felt like you were embodying fake it till you make it. Can you remember that time or one of the times where you felt like you were there and then it was feeling inauthentic? I mean, you do it all the, I did it all the time. It wasn't even in the business world in, in, in meeting somebody, you know what I mean? Meeting a relationship, faking a friendship. Mm. Uh, like you go and meet a group of guys and they're like, Hey, do you do this? And you're like, yeah, yeah I do this. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I drink. And then they're like, all right, cool. We're, we're doing it like this then. And the whole time you're like, oh, frick, I don't drink. Like, and you're panicking. You know what I mean? You're like, mm. But they're like, hey, you want to get in with the cool guys? Fake it till you make it. Right. So it's not just an expression that lives in business, right? No. It's, it's just, it's an expression that lives in life. People do it all the time. So um, in that context, the intention would be to fit in. Do whatever you got to take. Fake it till you right. make it, yeah. literally. Right? And so whatever your stress is, whatever your, not stress, sorry, whatever you're trying to achieve Right. I'm trying to achieve friendship with these people. Now I'm going to go into friendship with these people with the mentality of just fake it till you make it. I want to get this client's business. Now I'm going to enter this with the expression fake it till you make it. Every time you're trying to achieve or gain something and you embody the expression fake it till you make it, understand the side effects is how this conversation lands for me. Because when you do it, when you enter that space, there is a repercussion. There's a feeling that happens. And for me, that feeling was anxiety, imposter syndrome stress and then we all know what what those things can lead into your own life right Right. that's the rabbit hole that you're in right um but yeah that's why i thought it was an interesting conversation kind of you know kind of uh, similar to you know the nice guys finish last right it's an expression that we say but it's a double-headed prong right nice guys you know like we said nice guys can't finish last right if you want to go that route you can Mm -hmm. if you want to go the route of not finishing last you also can 
fake it till you make it, it works. There's something about it that's powering, right? Like you were saying, like, you know, affirmations are kind of a fake it till you make it. It's a belief system, right? right. You're not that thing yet, but you are going to try to embody the I am, the I am, I will, I will mm-hmm. do, right? So there is an element of like truth and progression to being able to understand fake it till you make it in its essence. But if you just kind of go into that expression and just deploy it in every area of your life, nilly willy without thinking about it, there's some backlash that you got to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that kind of the hard way. I took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say willy nilly. So I'm happy that we are on collective conscious right now. <laughs> the wild part about me, as I listened to everything that you said is before we did this, I looked up the definition. Cause I think we all understand the definition to make sense, but it was interesting to pull up because first and foremost, the first time that they feel that they can find this phrase is 1973 around that time. So it's actually oh. really new according to you know, all the dictionary terms or whatever. But when they made it, this is what it said. It said, suggests that by imitating confidence, competence, and an optimistic mindset, a person can realize those qualities in their real life and achieve the results they seek. When I read that, it didn't feel like it actually aligned with the statement. You know, I felt like that whole context felt empowering. It felt progressive and I, I i really resonated with it but then to attach it to a term like or a, a phrase like fake it till you make it it seemed contradictory to me because fake it till you make it sounds inauthentic it sounds almost like you're willingly lying to get where you want to be or to other people in order to get what you want to get which isn't really a great feeling for you as you do that so it's really fascinating to me So as I read that, it kind of more felt like it was, I think what you just said, it's a belief system. And that's why I think that the idea of bringing in affirmations into this concept was super fascinating to me because when you do an affirmation, you basically say, I am, even though you're not acting as if. So if I don't feel like I'm a confident person, my life isn't something that I'm doing in a confident way. I'm not going to work confident. I'm not going to my friendships confident but then I want to be confident, then I start to affirm to myself every day, I am confident. And then when I go out, I try to be confident. So it's almost like, is it fake it till you make it? Or is it just progressively learning how to be that? You know, Mm -hmm. it was a bit of a challenge. It still is a bit of a challenge for me to navigate if I'm faking it till I make it when I affirm something back to myself only because it correlates so well. And then the definition here just made it correlate even more. And the, the, I guess a distinction between kind of what you're saying and um, this, because, and maybe this will help you give you a little bit more clarity on the affirmation. To me, the reason why I don't put it in the same camp is the affirmation is it's, in t- it's, it's me. So I'm only lying to myself. Like if, if you believe it is a lie, if you're mm-hmm. telling yourself, like, I am confident, say you're not confident, you're telling yourself that, who are you harming in that? Nobody, it's just you, mm. right? There's nobody being affected by this this expression of you trying to believe in something in yourself, right? Waking up and saying, I am, I am, I am, I am like that is to yourself. Like no one is at harm from those words and you're, and you're trying to build, right? The fake until you make it in the public world, there's, there's a harm Mm. in not being authentic to somebody else. You're lying. And especially if you're taking, if you're using the expression to gain something in, in the act of a unethical or untrue type of manner and you take, right. now you've just taken from someone as well in that expression. Right. So that's why, to me, I'm able to kind of separate them because it's like, you know, I have to believe I'm going to make this next shot. I have to. 
even if I don't think I'm going to, I got to believe I'm going to make this next shot. Mm-hmm. And that's just an internal thing. Right. And that's just, you know, the energy you, you, you divide, like the energy you build inside will show outside is, you know, the belief of that. So I think mantras and, you know, affirmations do a good job of that. They make you start writing the story inside yourself and then you can kind of start to speak it into existence. I think the story where we're external already and acting as if like, you know, you've done something that you haven't done. That's a little different to me. It feels a little bit different. And that's why um, uh, I'm able to kind of, I liked the, I like the parallel because they are the same. I think that affirmations and fake to you make are really, they, in essence, they are the same. It's a belief that like, you're going to get the right, you're going to do something about it. Um, but one of them, only one person is at risk and that's you. Mm. And one of them, other people are at risk because you're, you know, you're engaging in the public. Right. Um, so which, that's kind of the differentiation between for me. Right. Which comes back to the separation. Yeah. You said the differentiation is when you fake it till you make it in the business world. In an essence, it, it works for a lot of people. 100%. And I think for as long as we can look back, it has worked. And then I think the challenge for me, because again, I'm not in the business world, is if I'm not giving an honest answer, so, okay, so I guess it kind of falls in with the intrinsic versus extrinsic. So if I, I think you gave a great example. If there's a job that shows up that I don't know how to do yet, never done it before, but it shows up in my space and I need a job, right? I can pretend like I know what I'm doing to get the job, right? I can do that. I can be as charismatic, charismatic as I want to, as, as uh, pretend confident as I want to and say, I know how to do this. And then get in there and learn because I've basically have almost an intrinsic belief that I can learn and mm-hmm. I can develop. But does the lie at the beginning or is it a lie? Because, yeah, I don't know how to do it. So I say I can, but then I believe I can. So I'm going to go do it anyway and I'll be able to accomplish it. So at one point in my is it just the lie that's the challenge for me? I don't I'm literally speaking out loud as I'm processing this in my head. I think that I don't ever want to come into a space and pretend like I know something when I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's my challenge with the fake it till you make it is I don't, that doesn't feel true to me. I would rather be upfront and be like, listen, I believe in my capabilities of accomplishing great things and I am a fast learner and I know all of these things. So no, I don't know how to do this job yet, but give me seven days or give me four days and I promise you I'll figure it out. So I'll go find the answer. And so I wonder if that is almost looked at as like, oh, okay, well, then we'll think about hiring you and then we'll pass and then we'll go to somebody who can maybe prove that they can. 100% that's how it is. Mm. Because in the world of business, I'm trying to save time. So if it takes you seven days to learn, what about the person who knows how to do it right now? Mm. I just saved seven days. Right. Right. And that's, that's why the business world, I feel like faking it till you make it, it, it has a life there. It, it breeds there because it's like, you can do everything that you did. So like, see that how you articulated that? Like I'm a fast learner. I believe in my work ethic, all of those things. You just can't say that. You just got to believe in that stuff yourself and go do it on your own and not mention the seven. And, that, and that's the word the fake until you make it comes in, right? Is don't tell me it's going to take you seven days. You can do it today. Mm. And then, but see the pressure that just added to the room. Can you feel that pressure? So a lot of people that aren't ready for that pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, you know, when you get subscribed something like, hey, this is my advice. You just fake it till you make it. They don't tell you about that pressure. They don't tell you about that weight. 
But what happens is you get in life, you get better at carrying that that weight in the business world. You get better at signing up to something that you're not 100% for sure on, but you you know that you're able to deliver because you trust your process. You know that you can deliver. Mm. And why it works well in business is because at the end of the day, business is all about delivery, right? So if I take you on, say you say, hey, I can do this and you don't know how to do it. At the end of the day, I'm going to look at your work, right? You're going to have to hand something into me. And so whatever time it takes you to get that work in, whether you stay up until midnight or whatever, because you don't know what you're doing, you lied, right? So you have to figure out a way to get it all done. At the end of the day, if you hand something into me and it's what I wanted, how do I know it took you seven days to get there? Right? And so that sense of accountability and urgency that it gives you, it speeds up your learning process. Mm. And so the idea that you're going to close a door on yourself because you need this seven-day buffer and you want to feel aligned with the truth, right? might bite you in the in the backside because you ultimately could have just got it without saying the seven days figured it out handed something in your boss or whoever was looking at you could have been like that's great i really like that and now we're here and now it's not fake until you make it anymore because i just went through the gauntlet of learning everything as fast as i could and now i actually know Mm. so i'm not fake now seven days later i'm not faking it i'm actually know how to do this because i just put the pressure on myself but they don't tell you about that part right they don't tell you about the pressure they don't tell you about, they just prescribe words. They go fake it till you make it. There's no coaching behind it. They don't tell you, they don't think about the repercussions of that action, you know? And that's where I'm like, hey, listen, there's probably somebody out there that is struggling through this concept of like, man, I just feel every day that I'm faking it and I don't feel aligned. I'm coming home and I'm miserable and I feel upset and like I'm not aligned and it's causing me a lot of stress. It's causing me a lot of anxiety. And you know, there's some things that you can start to kind of do of like one, be conscious every time you're you're faking it. Every time you're faking something, be conscious of that because that has repercussions. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, That's why I prefer the expression, act as if you belong, Mm. right? It takes the fake out of it. And what act as if you belong does for me is I belong here. Like I, I belong here. I might not 100% be able to do what you can do, but I belong in this room and I can get what you need done, done, right? And when you embody that mentality, it goes more, it goes away from trying to fake it and it goes towards be confident in yourself. Find a way to be confident and stick out. Be confident in your ability to say you don't know how to do something. Because when you say something like that to someone, they're, they're looking at your demeanor. If you're saying it confidently, then they're like, all right, you look like you don't know how to do it, but you also look like you're not worried about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's the same kind of, it's, 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 it's just, it just looks a little different and it gets a little bit, you have to get used to that, being able to admit you don't know what you're doing, but be confident in admitting that you don't know what you're doing. But it, it does leave a sense of, I trust you, right? And ultimately business comes down to trust, right? Can I trust this person? And so I just think that there is definitely doors that fake it till you make it can open for you. Um, and if you're, if you understand the backlashes, if you understand the, if you can't do that, stay up till midnight to learn something. If that's not part of your DNA, then don't, don't go with the fake it till you make it route. Mm. Just know that there's another option, right? There's, you can be upfront about it, but that might take you longer to land a job or land, a, land whatever you want to do in the business world. Um, because people are trying to, at the end of the day, save time. I'm trying to hire the fastest. I'm trying to get the job done immediately. I need this service today, not yesterday. You know what I mean? Um, But there's a lot to be said about, you know, putting that pressure on yourself and then learning in a fast manner. And then all of a sudden you're not faking anymore. You know. Mm. My friends, let's talk about mental health. 
and the sponsor of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Tether, a peer-enabled mental health and well-being platform for men. Tether helps men find meaning and purpose through community, accountability pods, and a 24-7 support network. Tether invites us all to be a part of changing the face of masculinity and letting every man know that struggling and vulnerability doesn't make you any less of a man. It simply makes you human. And for me, I've had a lot of personal experience with this app. I've used it many times. I've shared a lot of vulnerable moments. I've shared some strength moments, some exciting moments. The app is open for everyone to simply just share. And like I said in the introduction, a peer-enabled space where we're supporting each other without any pressure to fix, just simply to honor each other's journey. They also just added in a conscious content section where they're sharing podcasts they're sharing blog posts it is a really powerful space so we really want to implore you and encourage you to download it from the app and google store it is tether t-e-t-h-r available on both app stores join the community i promise you will not regret it and i think that what to, to continue the conversation a really fascinating area that I think we need to talk about is what what place does fake it till you make it have in partnerships in relationships right because i think we've had this we had a brief discussion about it and in relationing like if i were to pretend to be someone for you specifically and we're just in a friendship versus also adding to the pressure of faking it with an actual partner an intimate partner does fake it till you make it have a place in that does it ever show up so I, the reason I ask is I, I was about to ask this question as if like, yeah, like I don't think it does at all. And then I started to analyze my entire dating experience from day one to now. And I wonder like when someone is about to get into a relationship for the first time, are they faking it until they make it? Because more they, context. So if I were to start talking to you, okay, and we're going to date, Okay. Why do you have to pick me? Because I like you, okay? <laughs> what do you want? Chris? Why don't you just pick a partner that you want? I'm, I'm going to date a girl. Why don't you just I'm, give I'm me I'm a... picking Chris because you're uh, clearly this isn't working anymore. I, I'm comfortable in my masculinity, <laughs> so you can, uh, you, you can use me. It's okay. I, I know that's just a hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Anwar, okay? Oh, wow. Don't worry. Wow. Thank you. Thank okay. you for that. All so right. I, Okay, so Chris and I are going to just get Anwar. <laughs> into relations, okay? And I walk into this scenario, and I've never dated before ever do i present myself as if i have in order to get the relationship like basically i'm saying i don't know if i've done that before but if i look back have i am i pretending that i'm a good partner because i don't actually know a good partner yet do you see the context that is what i'm trying to grab at like does it actually happen you're trying to come off like you've dated girls before but you've never dated a girl before that's what you're saying. Yeah. Or whatever, whoever your partner is in this example. Right. Like I, you know, I believe that I'm a good communicator and that I can handle the stresses of a relationship and things like that. Like I present myself that way, but I've never done it before. So in that context, am I faking it till I make it? Sure. Yeah. One can say, one can say you probably are. Right. Um, but then once you get into it, the whole concept of if you were to do that, let's say, once you get into the relation, if Chris and I start to get into that, he's going to realize Oh, he has no idea what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So everything he said is not true. So right. basically it was almost, that, that's what brings me into the space of is fake it till you make it manipulation. 
Like, are you manipulating the other person? It can be in a relationship setting, I think. I think the example that you gave was difficult for me to latch onto just because you talked about like, like um, if I was faking that I had a, you know, extensive dating history and a communication history. I think where it lands better for me is if you act like as if you are a big baller and you're not. Mm. Your bank account's at zero and you're paying for dates, you're right. paying for things like that's where I resonate more with it, fair, right? Because you're in like, a, you're faking it. You're, the whole facade is fake now. You take this girl out, take her to a big restaurant, it's your first time at the restaurant, you're acting a fool. You like, you're acting as if, you know, you're swirling the wine glass, you're, you know what I mean? You're putting on this show and you're trying to wine and dine, you're trying mm. to make her feel special, but you're not, that's not your guy, that's not who you are. But that happens a lot. All the time. All the time. All the time. I feel like Chris has got some hot coming in. Not nothing too hot. I just it, if there's anything that's being conjured up with what Anwar is saying and thinking about fake it till you make it uh, in in the relationship space. Um, I I'm just thinking of this song. Maybe it's just it's so J Cole is in my head right now. You know, and he he has this song he came out with years and years ago called Wet Dreams, where he describes his uh, his losing his virginity, mm-hmm. and the whole song is him playing it up to this girl you know yeah you know i i've i've had sex with a bunch right. of girls you know like i've I, i'm gonna kill it when it when it happens you know and the girl's kind of almost talking it up to him too like okay yeah you better you better put it down like when you when you see me and then it, it's like three verses long and in the third verse he's like you know rapping like all right i'm getting to her house man my palms are sweating i know i've never done this before i'm hope she doesn't find out that i've never that that i've never done this before and then the end the last thing he says in the final verse is like you know right before you know i do it she says you know i hope you are good at this because i've never done this before and then he's kind of like oh I've been faking it the whole time, and she right. like we're, we're, we're we both have been faking it till we made it, and it's we you lose your virginity. It's the making it part, you know. And I just right. I I think that uh, that concept and idea and story I think uh, is just speaking to me so much with what you guys are saying right now, you know. And yeah. fake it till you make it, right? And I think men do that so much with in in coming of age, uh, you know, settings for your for your life. I feel like men, you know, we we fake it till you make it when it comes to that side of relationships right because in an essence too when we're talking about relationships now there is an element of the the societal pressure of needing to be a specific type of man and if you're not that then you're not looked at in a powerful way or a, an attractive way so you pretend to be that in order to get the relationship but you haven't often done the inner work to embody that or had the practice to embody that and so therefore in i would actually argue now in almost not almost all, I don't want to, but in a general sense, there are a ton of relationships that are like that. Oh yeah. Ton. It's definitely, and great example, Chris, like, I mean, like that, that was playing in my mind kind of when, um, we were kind of talking about it. So you, you bringing it up was interesting. Um, great song, horrible music video though. I don't know if you guys, uh, I just thought the music, I had maybe high hopes or something. It's like the music video has like two dogs, but it's very like artistic. <laughs> I think it's kind of clever in a way, but well, I just think I was caught off guard. Cause like, yeah, it is. It is visually like not what you'd expect, but I think the correlation of like it being young love and him being a teenager and puppy love, you know, yeah, I just, yeah. so the dogs, I, I love dogs. So I yeah, like yeah, the yeah. music video, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I like it. I've never seen it. Clearly I need to go watch it. But yeah, I think that like going back to your original question, do you think that fake it till you make it should exist in a relationship setting? And my answer to that is no. Right. I don't think it is because ultimately you're starting your foundation on that. Right. Which is right? essentially starting based on a lie. 
it's and just, it just you're just not feeling you don't feel and then later on what ends up happening is that you just end up going to having a blowout right because the expectations are set up everything is all laid down that pressure you start feeling like the walls are caving in you have to hold up this facade hold up this facade and then you start acting you're 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 basically reaching for your truth you're trying to act more like yourself because you've dug yourself such a big hole and then they're picking up on it now being like what are you doing like why are you acting like this and you're like actually that's who i am um i actually am not this person and then it leads to a blowout right it leads to like right. a, and then it ultimately you might end up losing that person that's the sad part the sad part about it is you might end up losing that person and that's okay because that's not who you should be with authentically right you got that person with your fake it till you make it facade they thought that that was who they were getting that's who they wanted and now that you're telling your truth, she might not be interested in that truth, right? Because what she wanted was what you what you presented as. Right. That's what she wanted. And so she might be like, I'm going to continue my search and to find the person who is actually what you're putting on as a show. And I don't actually, you know, but that, that you shouldn't take that personally. That's just, that's her taste. That's what she wants, right? And I know a lot of people are going to, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to want to go back to that fake facade to go back and get what you want, right? And now you got to uphold that. Whew heavy or they see it as a personal attack that the person left them because they didn't want their truth they wanted their facade mm -hmm. right and now you feel like oh i can never get that kind of person because like you know who i am naturally who i am you know isn't authentically worthy. isn't yeah. worthy of you know that that caliber of individual or whatever the case may be and so now you're in this you know just a position of like wanting to go towards either go back to fake it till you make it or be in my misery of feeling like I'm not enough in who I am authentically in myself. And I think that sometimes as men, we just, just keep pulling between those two strings. Mm. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I would, I would encourage to lean more on trying to just be more authentically yourself and like accept what the world gives you for that. Because whatever you attach to in that space feels real good. Feels really good. Cause you don't got to deal with that internal conflict. Right. Actually, it just reminded me of that Jim Carrey thing we just shared on our socials when he was talking about, we all know Jim Carrey and all the characters he's played and that one Netflix documentary that comes out about him literally becoming that person and what he was speaking on in this really short reel, this, this 20 second reel was he said, uh, when you create yourself, you have to make a choice either to destroy the person that you've created to be who you really are and take a chance at being loved or hated or you have to grip hold onto this character that you've created for the rest of your life and die being that person never truly living authentically it's not exactly that but it was just the power and i remember watching it trying to grasp the concept in and of itself because of the way he worded it so i had to watch it like six or seven times to be like what is he saying here? And then when it clicked, I was like, oh, he's literally just talking about, because in movies you have to pretend like you're somebody else. You have to act as if you're somebody else. And then you have to stop being that completely. Stop the characteristics, stop the mannerisms, stop everything and just be who you really are. And really now I almost have a great respect for actors because I can't imagine constantly changing my identity over and over and over again to give this to other people so you got to be really good at knowing who you are and always finding a way to come back to that so i think on a lower scale when we're not trying to do that for a movie we're still trying to do that for society 
So we're still trying to, f- to fake something that we aren't in order to appease whatever society is saying that is is cool, right? Instagram is a great way of representing representing fake it till you make it, the highlight reel, and it, that still unfortunately hasn't changed. So everyone's presenting this this person as if this is who they are 24 seven, 365. And there's no authenticity behind it. Sure, you're happy sometimes, 100%. Maybe you're happy most of the time. But if you're never sharing the other parts, then who are you? How do I know who you are anymore? And when I want to get to know you and be your friend because I like your optimism, then you all of a sudden not happy one day? I don't know you. Aren't you happy all of the time? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it really just, there's so many intricacies behind this space, but I'm happy we're talking about it because I think, like you said, Men come in and I say, Anwar, listen, I know you don't know how to do this, but just fake it till you make it and it'll work. But we don't give context. There's no, there's not this. Fake there's, it till you make it and then ask questions. Those, that's like the two, that's the advice. Mm. Fake it till you make it and ask questions if you need help. Right. And then that's it. And you're left to your own demise and you got to figure out what faking it even means in this context. And is it going to harm you? How far do you take it? Do you fake it the whole time forever? Um, do you lose your identity? Do you stop being this specific character? Cause that's not going to get you this specific role. Where do you, what do you do and how do you accomplish that? There's just not enough context. So I think I, uh, I'm very happy that we're having this conversation and there's not really an answer. I think that's really going to come out of this. I think it's just more about how can we consistently try to live as authentic as possible? That's what it says for me. Mm-hmm perspective and um self-awareness right right perspective and self-awareness i think um also often we know we hear in the world find your truth i think this is this is an element of that you know find your truth look around you and how many how many roles have you auditioned for and how many characters are actually you you know when like in a movie sometimes someone will play themselves and then sometimes they'll play a character Mm -hmm. like in a show or whatever they'll be like you know terry cruz playing terry cruz If you, if you did an audit on your life, how many roles are you playing yourself and how many roles are you playing a character? Mm. And I think if you have too many characters, it's time to do some self-reflection because I'm telling you that that's going to, that's going to bite you. It's going to hurt. But if you look around and you're like, oh, Anwar played as Anwar, Anwar played as Anwar, Anwar, and and, and, in many of my relationships, Anwar played as Anwar, then you're probably in a better place. Right. Because there's more of you out there than there is of the characters that you portray. And so that's kind of, you know, I think a good visual mentally to kind of view it. If you want to, something to look at, something Mm -hmm. to understand. And something, I mean, if I reflect on my life, I feel like for the longest time I was unintentionally faking it until I made it. I just wasn't aware. Discovery, trying to figure it out, right? When you said the word self-awareness, it clicked of how many years I was doing things to appease other people and to live through the eyes of other people. And when I was doing that, it obviously always fell off, but I was getting attention, so I was happy with it. And then when I all kind of broke down, I said, oh, okay, well then what do I have left? Oh, I feel like I have nothing left. That seems weird, doesn't it? And so what this statement says to me, fake it till you make it is, you can maybe fake it in the sense of like, I haven't done this role before, but I'm, you know, I'm going to go and do that and figure that out. But as far as your life goes, like you never want to fake a characteristic. You want to try to build up the characteristic. You want to become and embody the characteristic, which I think, and from my context, as men grow up, we're, we're, I just feel like character isn't a thing we're taught that often. I feel like it's more of the... Or it's given to us. Or it's given to us, right. It's a whole box. And you need to be in this box of whatever characteristics make a man. 
And if you don't fit that, well, figure out how to fit that. So you're faking it to fit the box. And then there's no character building because it's, you don't even actually know if you resonate with any of those things because it doesn't feel like there's a choice. So I feel like for me, when I realized that my experiences, it was, I really needed to understand who I was first and build that foundation first. I feel like we're so busy trying to build the house and we're not trying to build the ground below the house to make sure the house never falls over. The foundation. So I, I think that's why I really enjoyed this conversation is just really, it reminds me, but it also hopefully reminds a lot of men out there too is build a foundation, your inner foundation, not your external foundation, your inner foundation. And then you don't really feel like you're faking anything because you know true who you are, right? So to wrap up this episode, let's just bring the entire conversation into a loop of the idea of fake it till you make it. So from our conversation or maybe from your experiences or from your learnings in life, what is the biggest takeaway you have from this idea of fake it till you make it? I think for me, the biggest takeaway is that, you know, we're in this constant um, discovery, right? We're in this constant discovery of self, I feel like in life. And there's so many versions of myself that I see in the rearview mirror, you know, people that I created, I destroyed people that like, you know, even when I, even the mood check today, we're talking about that coffee, right? Anwar with coffee versus Anwar without coffee. Like I've created characters and killed characters. You know, I think in this, in this journey, it's important what you tell your mind, right? If you're discovering stuff and you're trying to figure out who you are, I think going too far in a fake it till you make it type of mentality can lead you down a dark road. You know, and so the biggest takeaway for me is um, I, I would rather be confident in my abilities to figure things out and, 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 and try to find my truth. And sometimes it might be a no. My truth might lead to a no, but that no is a yes in my world, because ultimately that no is going to lead me to another yes that makes sense for me. And I will wait for that. Yes, I would rather have a yes that's aligned with me than a yes that's not. Mm. And that patience, that discipline to be wait for what's yours and wait for something that feels right. I know that not everybody has that discipline. It took me a long time to figure that out, mm. you know, because sometimes I felt like those yeses that weren't aligned were better and quicker and faster and here right now. And so I would, you know, value them too much. And so it was a process to weed myself off. So that's mm. kind of my biggest takeaway. And, um, have confidence in your abilities, not your facade. Love it. Great takeaway. What about uh, for you? For me, um, one thing that I, I wanted to just share on top of yours is that uh, I'm a big fan of peace of mind. And so I believe that patience equals peace all the time. If you can mm -hmm. have patience, you can have all of the peace you want, which I think is a beautiful context. For me, the biggest takeaway is similar to yours. I think that I, I'm a huge fan of authenticity as often as I can be. And... There have been times for sure where I recognize that I wasn't and that I could have been, but I wasn't. I chose a different route for the appeasement of others and the fear of judgment. And what I think is, is really fascinating to me is the idea that, you know, you walk in into this world fully capable of everything. And then those skills are just basically developed on top of. But unfortunately, through the upbringing and through the parenting, not that that's their fault. They're doing their best. We lose a lot of it because we're taught specific things and then society teaches us more and we just constantly fit into the smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller box. And so for me, a lot of this idea of authenticity is really just unlearning all of the things that you have learned over the life and kind of just returning to 
how you came into this world, which was a full and fully capable human being and was authentic. You just unfortunately were taught to be something different. So for me in this context, yeah, authenticity is always going to be the key and it will always feel better. Your soul will appreciate it, your body, your mind, everything is going to appreciate the authenticity you bring to the table. And when it doesn't, you know, you feel the resistance, but you just ignore it. So it would be a much more fulfilling life and peaceful life if you just lived through that specific uh, mentality. So to finish up this week's episode, as always, you know what time it is. It's CK with a PQ for you leading into next week's episode. The question is, how have gender roles influenced your life? And how do you think they have progressed over time, if at all? Think about it, ponder on it, and we'll chat about it in next week's episode. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to join us next week as we put out content every single Wednesday. Our goal with this platform is to create a community to support men on their journey of becoming conscious kings. And in saying so, if you took any value out of this episode or previous episodes, please share, download, subscribe. And if you're feeling really up to it, go ahead and leave a review. You can follow us at Modern Masculinity. Remember, the K, it's with a K, not a C, to represent the mask that we wear. And like always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.